Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Hi, and welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton, and this is a podcast about the lives and stories of the musicians, writers, artists, and their associates that have their roots in the small towns and communities across America. If you like what you hear, tell somebody. Enjoy. Well, but that ain't nothing new to me. We've been in trouble <laughs> I've been getting him in trouble. Hi, I'm Dennis Newton. Uh, I've known Sandy a lot of years here. Uh, yeah, what his music a lot of years. And that's the truth. Well, we've played together a lot of times, a lot of different things over the years. Yeah. Uh, We spent a lot of time together at work. Oh, God, Lord, yes. Uh, You could do a whole podcast on that. (laughs) We we were rebels, no doubt about it. No doubt. But uh, uh, I've always loved to sing, and I got in with my son and Sandy and a few other people, and we started doing original music, and and it was just a a dream come true. It's like working a 24-hour job and wishing the day didn't end. Yeah. You didn't need no breaks. You just kept going and going and going, and it's what you call passion, and I got a ton of it, and I still do. I'm 66. I sing under the Hollywood dude now, and I think that's about enough talking about myself for right now. Well, I think I – think, let's take it back. I, you know, when did you, um, when did you first know that you was in love with music? Probably about four years old. It's a crazy story. Uh I hated singing. My mother made me sing. She she made up this song in church. She had me sing. She had me sit in the back pews when we come in, and when she started playing at the first of the service, she would call me up, and I'd have to walk around behind the pew and then straight through the center of the aisles. I, everything in me was like jello. You got to remember now, I'm four years old. Scared to death, I'd go back and sit down and just be trembling. And after about a year of that, I, I, when I was about five, I come back, same scenario, doing it. I mean, I'd done it every, every Sunday. Right. But the same scenario. But that day, I sat back down, and I wasn't shaking. And I looked at my father sitting over there beside me and my mother, and they were just smiling. And, and that changed my whole idea of, of being scared. I started saying, yeah, that, they like this. That maybe, right. maybe I'm all right. Yeah. And so then it took off. Well, now, let me – Okay, you, your family played in church, but they, they had like maybe a gospel group too, did they not? Oh, yeah. That's, that's uh, what I thought I mean. Because I remember going to your house one time. This is kind of a funny story. You're probably going to shoot me over the story. But we was there. We was there, and your mom was playing piano. Yeah. And, and you were singing. And uh, uh, I think at that point she made you sing harmony to her. And she said, she, talk, she told you, 
don't sing it in this way. Sing the harmony. <laughs> she sing what you're supposed to. I think yeah. you know. So so she's like, oh no no no, you got to cut. You you can't be the star of this. You're a harmony singer. Sing the harmony part. You yeah, know? she uh, she could rattle a piano. I mean, I uh, saw her up rattle. there doing it. Yes, sir, I saw and, her. Uh, it didn't matter where we went. She had always, and it wasn't my favorite gospel song, but I loved it. It's how great they are. Yeah. And she thought, she thought I was heaven sent when it come to that song. No, she could. So I sung it all the time. Right. And uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm I'm grown now, you know. So I was I was getting into it. Well, you know, that's um. So you kind of had support for your singing all your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it was something that um. They didn't tell you. Uh, not to sing or nothing ever, did they? No, 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 no. Yeah. That's... I was telling myself not to sing in the right. beginning. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, but, you know, sometimes the things you love in life are, is begins, you know, some people it's, let me rephrase that, the things you hate in life Yeah. sometimes become, become something that you love the most because it was harder for you to make that transition. True. Well, did, did you... Did you continue just singing at church, or, or at some point did you branch out, or did you just quit? Oh, no, no. I, I, I kept singing at church. I became a choir director. Okay. Uh, became a uh, – I was all over the music. I would sing in church, uh, the New Age song right. that was coming up. Sure. With a quartet we had in a little church group. Yeah. I mean, we didn't that's... practice a whole lot, but it, it was enjoyable. We didn't have to do but one song or two ever right. service, so we enjoyed that. And then – then later on, I'd guess in the 80s, a little bit past the mid-80s, I started with a band called Excel. We played a lot of South Carolina, uh, Lake Lure area, uh, Rutherford County, played some Cleveland County, and one of the best bands I've ever been associated with. And that would have been, that, and that was not gospel music. No, 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 no. That was I, we, we're going to we're going to make that clear that uh, uh, you'd moved on past the gospel music at that point. Well, still now, all acapella and what I do now, and I, y'all haven't really said what I do now, but all acapella a song to this day, and most of the times it'll be a gospel song before I start a show, even though they're drinking beer, having a ball. Right. right. I mean, I do that. Oh, it's part I mean, of my DNA. Well, it's also. Yeah, there's some awfully good songs, too. For well, I, I, I'd like to think I'm making the Lord smile at me. There you go. I, I'd appreciate that on my deathbed. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to need somebody on your, on your bond when you die, that's for sure. But these guys, i tell you, I tell you how, how motivated we were to be successful our first time out. We practiced for a year on Thursday nights. Two guys was 30 miles away in Kings Mountain. Wow. One was in Shelby. And they always came to my house because that's where all the equipment was set up. Right. And they'd come on Thursday nights, and we practiced for a year before we'd done our first show. Wow. And that's man, dedicated. I'm telling you what, we had a lead guitar player, Roger Bright. His dad played with a – he may have played with Lester Flatt and Earl. I'm not sure. I can find out, though. Right. But his, his dad was real renowned for three-finger picking and stuff. Right. And uh, he played with Doc Watson, I'm sure. And uh, – Anyway, he incorporated his bluegrass, bluegrass Roger did style of picking right. with rock and roll, and there he could go. tear it up to this day. There you go. To this day, and then 
Then time went on, you get married, you know, the bands break up and this and that and that and this. Anyway, it's, it's hard to have a good band. Oh, I mean, it's, it's hard. hard. To, it's hard to get them to stick together. It is. As one, you know. It is. But, uh, you even played at one point with the famous Doug Benson, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was with Excel Band. Doug could play. Doug Benson, man, he liked to turn that volume. Oh up, boy, buddy. loudest guitar player in the world, I think. You wake up on a Sunday morning and to talk. People say, "What's wrong with you?" you said, "Ah, it's hard to say." But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but to be honest with you, Sandy, it's it's been it's been music has been the most beautiful lady in my life in my whole life. Too, yeah, I understand I? that. I, I that's um, you know. It is. It is for people. Yeah. You know. I mean. I mean. It really is. Uh, and it's not about money. It's about. There's something about getting up there and jamming and seeing other people like what you're doing. It's yeah, better it than is. a drug. It's better than anything. It is. It's, it, it's a beautiful because you know, you're the cause of their excitement. Yeah. Well, I mean, how could it not make you feel good? I agree. You know. It is a good. It is a good feeling, even when you have to do all the other stuff that comes with it. You and, know. And so now I've progressed. I, it's like a, I was sitting at home, Sandy, one Saturday night, about 8 o'clock. I'd been retired two years at this time. This was in the recent past. And uh, I just asked myself to myself, I said, listen, uh, what do you want to do? You're sitting at home on a Saturday night. What do you want to do? And I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't want to sing. Well, I tried to get a band together at, didn't quite work out. They wanted to party when they came in. Nothing right. against them. They were young guys. Right. I mean, that's just what they thought. Uh, but uh, you were more serious. I was it. very serious at it. I wanted to get back in it, and I wanted to be appreciated. I wanted to be good enough to be appreciated. Everybody wants to be appreciated right. in life, and that's what I wanted. And so I knew to do that. There's, there's a lot of people out out in this world that can sing, but I tried to set myself. You know, I wanted to work hard at right. it. Right. I wanted to let be able to look at people and say, "Listen, I've worked hard to be able to sing." Right. And so I feel very confident. I'm not being bold. I just feel confident, and you know, so that's what I wanted. And I'm to that point now, and uh, I really feel humbled that Sandy's invited me here because the the stream of people he's had on his podcast is just ridiculous. It is kind beautiful. of ridiculous. It's well, let, a beautiful well, let, podcast. So tell them about what you got going on now, because this is is unique. You're the only person I know doing it. Um, and you know, there's been a ton of people through here. You're the only person that's doing anything like this. And I mean, how did you come up with the idea to do this? And you may as well, I know the reason, but you may as well embellish on the Hollywood dude whole persona. Well, see, that Saturday name. night, and then after getting guys to come in, I got a, I went to a local place called Barley's in Spindale, North Carolina, and. I asked the proprietors there if I could sing there, and they said, yeah, and it was going to be April 23rd of the year of the COVID. Everybody knows the year of COVID. Right. Uh, I swore I'd never mention that word again, but I guess you got to on certain things. Some <laughs> things. It's impacted, it's impacted a lot of people's lives, you know, But uh, even, even in ways you don't even realize sometimes. But I decided. I had two friends that would come in and hear me sing you know I, I was very nervous because nobody does what i do yeah they don't i knew if i didn't have a band and i wanted to sing i was gonna have to do it on my own and, I, and that would require me bluetoothing it and going straight through but I, I thought to myself well dennis if you can sing a lot of songs you know 
in a two-hour period, you're going to give people a lot of taste of a lot of different varieties. Right. That was my mode of thinking. So I done all right. You know, I can buy a beer for somebody or something. So I decided right then and there when Barley's got me, I, I decided I was going to go to Guitar Center. So I went. I bought me a whole Bose uh, L1 Model 2 system. Yes, I bought the system. I bought the mixer and everything with it. I went all out, and then I started practicing. Well, COVID hits. The show's canceled. Mm-hmm. My whole world, I just felt like falling apart. But, I, you know, I, I sat there and I said, dang it, man. Right when you're fixing to get enough nerve to try right. this. Right. But see, what I, what I do is just Bluetooth it. And I've got cordless mics. I, I love interacting with people. So I right. walk through the crowd, bump fist. You can tell right. who, who, who you're not disturbing. True. You can tell who's paying attention because right. really, really most music in, a, in this environment is, is kind of like a, you're a good background noise. Yeah, nobody because pays people's attention. people's having a good time. Yep. And they're with their people. Right. So, so uh, they I've don't learned how to navigate it. Right. And, and, and in all honesty, I feel more comfortable on stage now than I ever have in That's my great. entire life. And I feel like people appreciate the work that I've put into being able to sing. And, and uh, if you ever get a chance, I'm Hollywood dude. And uh, that's what I go by. And I do private parties, anything. Just give me a holler. Give me a holler. If you want to, go through. I don't know if Sandy, uh, maybe I should ask him first, but if, he, if he'll let them come through you on this podcast and sure. you get up with me, I'm, I'm coming. I hear it. He will. I've known him a long time. Well, now, why did you choose Hollywood Dude for your, for your uh, stage name? Uh, it was yeah. – <laughs> I, I knew his – well, I didn't, he hit me for, he hit me blindsided. <laughs> Here's how it went down. I loved the name I picked out. Yeah. When we were singing uh, originals, one of the guys that could play nine instruments from Salt Lake City, we're walking down one morning to get us a a crepe. I didn't know what a crepe was back then. I'm country. <laughs> and tell them where you were at. We was in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're walking down the sidewalk, and, and Phil looked at me, and he said, he said, Dennis, if you ever sing out on your own, he said, call yourself Dirty D. Lee. <laughs> he said, they won't forget that. He right. They'll remember it. And, you know, I didn't pay no attention. We're just laughing going down the street. And then this is probably eight years later is when I start this new venture. And, and that Dirty D. Lee had stuck there for a reason. Right. But when, when my two boys got together and they're in their 30s, they said, Dad, ain't nothing dirty about you. said, uh, won't you change the name of it? And I said, well, I, I like it. So I changed it. It's, it's recent change. It's four months ago. It's like I've adopted a new personality right. for myself. Sure. <laughs> but uh, I loved the Dirty D. Lee, but the Hollywood dude is fine. You know, I, it's whatever. I, I like I like Hollywood dude better myself personally. And this came, a guy told me, one of my good friends said, you look like the dude. I said, what are you talking about? Yeah. He said, the dude. On Big, some show, Big, Big Lebowski, Lebowski or something. That's he what said, it is. You look yep. just like him. It is. He said, So won't you call yourself dude? Well, you remember they called me Hollywood they and carried did. mail. Yes, they and did. And you carried mail yep. together for yep. years. We did. 
and then scream from the rich section all the way to the poor section. Yep. Hollywood. Yep. I don't know how it got started. I guess it's because I had real, real long hair. And it was blonde, and you had a lot of chains around your neck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, Thanks, and, San Diego. And, and, and most of the time, that shirt was not buttoned. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I caught flack over that non-buttoning the shirt. Matter of fact. We ain't gonna get, we're getting on the tangent now. You remember that woman that called yeah. in and me and said he's got his whole shirt on? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. But, yeah, uh, uh, I love Sandy Crawford's dad. Y- y'all can tell that. We, we intermix, and, and we're very respectful of each other. And, We've and, uh, had a long time together. He's a big he, he he's a big boost, and I, I told him tonight. I said I don't even know if I'm worthy even coming in here. I told him that a while ago, coming in. Well, the now door. you've missed a whole section here. You got to go back to the Newton bomb. You you, you just skipped it through that one. Well, now, okay, we're going to get back to the Newton bomb now. My last name's Newton, and my son that lived in Seattle, he left it uh, from high school at 17 years old, and this was in 2010 through 12, maybe 13. I went up, I bought him a guitar, and he'd come to the house. Every time he visited, he'd come to the house, and he'd bring, he'd bring that guitar with him on the plane. He'd say, Dad, how's it sound? He's learning on his own. I said, man, it sounds so good, but it was horrible. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, God, Sandy, you're putting me in a bind here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it, but it was horrible. That's what makes him good, bro. And I kept telling him, I said, he'd come in, I said, man, you're doing good. And he wasn't getting really getting no better. But about two years later, it's on a Thanksgiving. It's about 12 o'clock at night. I'm about four beers in, right. sitting on a recliner watching UFC fights. Right. And I hear him knock on my door, and I hear the door open. So I knew it had to be somebody, you know, one of my kids. Right. He said, is it too late? I said, never too never late. Too man, late. I'll never get to see you. He said, I learned a new song, Pops. <laughs> He said, you want me to play it? And I said, oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm leaning back on the recliner. You know, I'm in a half dozen. Right, yeah. And he starts playing this song, When I Was a Kid. You know it, Sandy. I do. Sandy loves that song. I do. And uh, he started playing it. The guitar was beautiful. Well, heck, I just set up. I noticed, man. And he finished that song, and I knew right then. I said, I... He told me I had more enthusiasm than anybody had ever met in his life. My own son told me that over something, you know, and that tickled me. Uh, and he said, I know somebody else. I know Phil Bombard in Salt Lake City. And this is the one that told me the dirty day right. I ever mentioned. Yeah, I know about. Phil. But anyway, anyway, we got together. We done shows in Seattle. We done shows in Redmond, Washington. We done a private party here. We got to sing, we got blessed with being able to sing at the Don Gibson Theater to open up a talent show and to close a talent show. We done yep. five songs. Sandy was there with us. He was I, playing with us. I was. He had the flu or something, if I remember correctly. And I I he was feeling a little something. bit down and out. So here's Sandy, way off the stage, like a dad gum. <laughs> somebody scared to get in front of people, and, and I knew that wasn't the case. And I didn't want to get anybody I didn't want to get anybody sick. I didn't care if I got sick or not. I said, Sandy, come on over here. <laughs> But anyway, it, it turned out good. We had a yeah, good time, man. Yeah, and did. Uh, and uh, that's what I want to get back into. But if you love music, you can't let no barrier stop you. So that's why I started you, doing what I you, do. You also, during that time, you've left out the fact that y'all did record. Oh, yeah. So 
Yeah, we re-recorded. I've I've got some. Uh, Sandy may let you hear one of them tonight uh, <laughs> on this podcast. I don't know. You know, we'll 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 see how this goes. Uh, I'm just going with what Sandy tells me to do, and uh, and I enjoy I enjoy his enthusiasm. He's laughing, and there's parts where he's getting into me in trouble. Thank you. 